great episode of the 30-Year-Old Boomer Cast. I'm Danny, and before we start, I actually have an announcement. Uh, we have what? a special fan that's watching our show. Um, Make a wish? It's uh, my mom. My mom is actually a listener. Oh, no. <laughs> she texted me. Uh, she was like, hey, I'm listening to the one about cats and dogs, and I don't hear your voice. Are you on this? <laughs> and I was like, mom, that's the only one I wasn't on. So she, uh, and then she asked me what E3 was. I was like, it's a gamer thing, mom. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> but she has been t tuning in to episodes. She's an avid fan now. So I just want to shout out my mom. Hello, Linda, my mom. Thank you for watching. And thank you to anyone who is tuned in and give us, given us views, listen to us. Uh, I just want to say thank you to anyone that takes time out of their day to listen to us. We have almost 300, or we're at 300 listens, right? Or downloads. Uh, like 330. So that's great. So we're slowly building it up. But uh, yeah, just wanted to shout out my mom real quick. <laughs> I love you, mom. Uh, so today, well, my, my dad said he listened to it, but I don't believe him. <laughs> well, I know, I know for sure my mom is, is listening. So yeah, I wouldn't believe your dad either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to talk about what everyone else is talking about this week. A hot topic, Space Jam, a new legacy, Space Jam 2. The, the sequel that is ashamed of the first, oh, first movie. Tries to Craig, pretend it doesn't Craig exist. Craig just left. Oh, god damn it. Craig does not want to be a part of Space Jam <laughs> conversation. Okay. Now recording. Oh, he said it. He's Craig again. Oh, yeah, cool. He... Okay. I changed him back to his old self. Okay. Space Jam. Well, Space Jam. We're going to be talking about the first movie, we're going to be talk talking about the second movie, and we have a special guest here today, my dear friend, Anderson. Uh, everyone give a warm welcome to Anderson. Hello. What's up? It's nice to be here, thank you. In the serververse? Uh... <laughs> we're in the serververse. <laughs> he's, he's a big fan of animation of all kinds, so he ha he's going to have a great insight on both movies i think and he wanted to be a part of it so thank you for coming on and yeah let's get it started so what what did everyone think of uh, space jam 2 i watched both i actually never saw the original as a kid oh. somehow i just it just slipped through the cracks for me yeah uh, i um i watched both of them yesterday and i very particularly made sure to start with the second one uh because i knew I just knew going into it that it was going to be worse, you know. The the first one, I, I, I hadn't seen it in a while. I don't know if I'd ever seen it all the way through in my life. Because um, it came out in 96, so I must have been four years old. And I think I remember seeing it in theaters, but, you know, at four years old, you're really not going to remember anything. I'm not sure if I've really seen more than bits and pieces of it since then. But regardless, I just knew it was going to be better than the second one. So I wanted to start off with, uh, with you wanted, the you wanted to start cool. bad and go get good. Yeah, I set my expectations really low. Uh, <laughs> I went in. I was still. I may have laughed once, 
I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm debating whether I actually count it as a laugh or not, but I may or may not have laughed once. I think, I think I, there were a lot of unintentional laughs for me during the sequel. Uh, just, I mean, we'll get into it later, but all the background characters during the big game, oh, it's just like, like how Don Cheadle has more screen time than Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, I hate Don Cheadle. I think <laughs> he's they horrible feel that way. He is horrible. Well, can we talk about how the, bad the villain is like in his motivations and just him as a character make absolutely no sense. He gets like, why? really contrived, really. Yeah. I mean, well, my favorite part about it is is the fact that Warner Brothers admit that they use an algorithm to decide what movies to make. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. Like, my jaw was open. I'm like, I can't believe they're actually admitting that in this movie. Yeah, they, they make him out to be a villain, but isn't this movie just a giant, like, algorithmic yeah. thing? Like, it's, it's it sort of, no uh, like, it's sort of almost like a Charlie Kaufman kind of thing, except it's, like, not trying to be you know yeah like you know, it doesn't it realize what it's doing like how stupid it is right. and like ironic it is uh well the thing about this yeah. movie it's been like uh for the second one it's been in development for years and then they finally decided to uh actually execute on it and as you can see it didn't turn out the best oh they they actually fired the original director halfway through production oh yeah. wow that some reason that doesn't surprise me watching this movie. Um, and then the new director got rid of Pepe Le Pew and his edit, but but the Droogs from A Clockwork Orange, yeah, I know. Pay. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Well, um, I will just say going from Space Jam 2 to immediately after Space Jam 1, um, it's it's gonna be an obvious one, but like, it, it's just amazing how much more competent more competently made the first one is because the first space jam and this is again my first time really sitting down and seeing it as like an official movie experience um it starts off with michael jordan as a kid you know he's shooting hoops at night because he wants to be a basketball star and it starts off with i believe i can fly like before the movie even begins you get hit with i believe i can fly yeah and that just really perfectly sets the mood michael as a kid he's playing basketball it's kind of like an inspiring scene then there's a, the montage that goes to uh, the, the Space Jam theme, you know, theme song, uh, the main track. And it's just a montage of fucking Michael Jordan, you know, being a badass at basketball. And uh, not only does it serve to like hype up Michael Jordan, but it also kind of serves as a little bit of exposition of like, OK, that kid you just watched shooting hoops, dreaming of becoming a, an all star. He actually did become an all star. And so that's kind of the credit sequence. It's like this little montage with mm -hmm. uh, the credits and everything. So not only is it a credit sequence, but it also like functions. Uh, it really builds hype for the movie. It builds hype for Michael Jordan. Yeah, and, it, gives, it uh, gives him character. It gives you him motivation. And that's, it, and then that like, that's where you kind of want to start off your kids cartoon basketball uh, Warner Brothers cartoons movie. Whereas with A New Legacy, I think it starts with a similar scene but they just fail to deliver in any yeah, real well, oh where he has I the game boy and then he throws it yeah. in the trash i wanted to talk about the the comparison <laughs> yeah. the comparison between the two intros i agree with everything daniel said like yeah it's a great the intro. intro the intro of the first movie is that's one of the best great. parts like, of it yeah it's inspiring that's why that song was so memorable 
and that scene was so memorable because of that song. It all just feeds into itself so perfectly. And they just, there's not a single part of a new legacy that delivers on any of that hype or any, yeah, you know, creatively like at all. Well, the, the sequel has this like, this, this tone of like, like it's almost making fun of like people that enjoy Space Jam, like the original or Looney Tunes in general. It wants like nothing to do with the original. It's like yeah. ashamed of it. Yeah, there's one like wink and a nod, and that's really like the only reference to the original. Well, they keep going back <laughs> and forth with like, did Space Jam one happen or is this an alternate universe? Like they never completely answer it. Well, because they have really, really do seem ashamed of it. Yeah, it's weird that like Bugs never says like, "Oh, we've done this before." Just a heads up, and we well, did really they do well. Say that. Yeah, but but it's weird how like because in the first movie, you know, they get killed in the first half, and then at halftime, Michael realizes that they need to you know do Looney Tunes shit to win, and then that's how they win by doing Looney Tunes shit. And it's weird that they would never bring that up to LeBron like, "Hey, last time we won because we did Looney Tunes shit." They like wait till LeBron realizes that himself because it's convenient to his plot arc, but it makes no sense from a story perspective. Yeah. Like why they wouldn't mention that that's how they won the last time. Yeah. And, and like they never show, like they say, like, oh, you're a dick, LeBron. Like they, they, they try to paint him as like this asshole, but they never go far enough to where it's believable. Yeah. So it's. Well, they... uh, they spend most of the movie stroking his ego for the most part, which in the original, they didn't really do it that much because they acknowledge that, you know, they actually make fun of Michael Jordan for, you know, going to play baseball and everything like that. So it's a real strange uh, contrast there. Oh yeah. I, I wanted to talk about that. Cause I think that's the, the smartest thing about the original movie is I don't know how much you guys know about like Michael Jordan in real life, but like he did actually quit. And play baseball. Yeah, like that, that, that all happened. And he yeah. was terrible, and then he came back. But like the whole movie serves as like a fictional reason for like why he came back, which is a really cool idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. To think that that's like that's what re-inspired him to play basketball was the Looney Tunes, and I just love how like Michael Jordan is he's like an everyman in the movie. Like he lives in a normal house like in Chicago in the suburbs. Yeah. And then like in the new movie, they don't try to do that with LeBron at all. It's like he lives in a fucking mansion in the hills of Beverly Hills with like a sci-fi basketball court and like oh a view God. of Los Angeles and it's like is that what people like now? Cuz like when I was growing up, you you wanted your hero to be like relatable. It's like well, everyone wants to be a star now. Everyone wants I, to I guess, you know, but the that's big like they really downplayed MJ's like extravagance in the first movie. He's just kind of a normal guy. Yeah, because yeah. he plays the straight man the whole time instead of, you know, what well, they tried to do that with LeBron too. But the problem with uh, LeBron, well, both of them, they couldn't really act. But Michael Jordan, the way he, they wrote his parts is that they knew that he can act, but they didn't really execute on how it uh, really came off in general, I think. Well, and I think, like, LeBron thinks he can act, you know? I think LeBron, I think LeBron is way worse than much MJ. Worse. Yeah. Because but... yeah, I was thinking, I watched, uh, starting with number two, and LeBron was just so fucking wooden and so, like, charismatic. Oh, and I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe Michael Jordan is just as bad in the first one. We'll see. And I don't know. I think... 
it's fair to say that Michael Jordan can't act, but it's it feels kind of disingenuous to say that Michael Jordan can't act and to say Le- Le- LeBron James can't act because it makes it sound like they're on the same level of not being able to act. Yeah. But but like LeBron is just he comes off as way more wooden. I don't know. Like, did was it not directed well? Could they just have done a couple more takes till they got a good one? I don't know. But like LeBron, the way he delivers his lines is very robotic in some scenes. Yeah, um, especially it, to the animated sequences, he didn't really emote at all. It was just really one note flat the whole time. Yeah, you can tell he's looking at nothing, you know, and he's talking to the the cartoons. Yeah, well, know, like but... Uh, Michael, like. I actually think he's okay when he's acting with real people in the first movie, and he's, like, significantly worse when he has to act to, like, you know, Looney Tunes that aren't there. Yeah, and to be fair, that's pretty hard to, like, yeah, yeah. act to a CG or, you know, animated character when you're just on a green screen or a blue screen. With, But, yeah, I think MJ is more than passable in when he's just having a normal scene with other well, no, people. A lot of it too is the writing too, because I feel like his character just has more of a relationship, like a real relationship with the Looney Tunes. Like they, they actually develop a relationship that feels Most more definitely. believable. Where in the new one, it just sort of feels like they're just not even in the room together. It's just like, yeah, it's they like take rapid turns fire. doing stuff. Rapid fire. Let's get all the tunes. Oh my God, look at this franchise. Look at this franchise. Wow, remember Oh, this? dude, I... I started uh, fast forwarding whenever there was a scene that didn't have the Looney Tunes. Like anytime there was a scene that was just a commercial for Warner Brothers, I just started fast forwarding them. I was like, I'm not putting up with this shit. I unfortunately watched all almost two hours of this schlock. Two fucking hours, like thirty something minutes longer than the first. Another thing I was gonna say about the original is like it's short and it, it knows its place. It knows that it's like. Like towards the end, it's like, all right, I get it. Like, let's let's wrap it up. And yeah, it's only like an hour fifteen movie, like a ninety minute movie, if if less than that. Eighty seven, I think. Yeah, but the second it one, oh my it god, feels it feels so long. Especially the game at the end, it just it just drags on forever and ever, and it takes so long to get to the, to halftime. Oh, I, it, I I checked too. It it is forty five minutes into the movie before you meet the Looney Tunes. Oh my! Is Forty-five it really? fucking minutes. Like that's cool in a horror movie, you know. Like, oh, you don't see the monster until forty-five minutes in. Like that's cool, but not in a fucking Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> forty-five <laughs> minutes. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I think that's why they had the Game Boy scene in the beginning to remind you, hey, there are going to be Looney Tunes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fucked up that that coach threw away the Game Boy? It wasn't even his Game Boy. What happened? That kid's gonna be like. LeBron, where's my fucking Game Boy? <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, at least give it to some, you know, like poor kid who needs a Game Boy. Well, weird thing too about the intro is that LeBron, young LeBron, is playing a Looney Tunes game on the Game Boy, and the the Game Boy gets thrown away, but like mysteriously, even though it's powered off and thrown away, it comes back on, and you see the Looney Tunes something or other on the screen and it's supposed to be mysterious right like it's a haunted game boy or something like that there's some sort of special supernatural connection between lebron and this game boy and like this looney tunes game that's in the game boy and then it never it never they never mention it again bugs never even mentions like hey we're meeting now but i remember you playing my game when you were young or you know they they never tie it back 
So then yeah. why yeah. do they make the Game Boy and the fact that the game turns itself back on after it gets thrown out? Why do they make that so mysterious and they such like a cool. big focal point? Yeah, it's such a big focal point for the intro of this movie, but it never comes up again. It's a Chekhov's well, Game Boy. Not only that, but one of the biggest things is that prevails throughout this movie, the second one anyway, is the fact that they use technology a lot and it's one of those cases where they don't really understand how technology works. Oh my so God, they just yeah. keep doing that throughout the whole movie. Oh my God. Dude, like, about, like, like the in, the, in the context like in the context of the movie, LeBron's son is like a fucking prodigy. Like he is like a video game creating genius. Yeah, he's a genius. If he really has all this shit and is making this at what, like 12, 14 years yeah, old? Yeah, like I don't think the, the writers like quite understood. It seems like they don't respect video games. It's one of those movies where it has video games in it and it's clearly they don't know anything about video games. Yeah. They're like, yeah, some kid could make some fucking stupid basketball game. Yeah. There's just an app where you can scan people's likeness in and then you just port that to your dude to your game th there's dev. a part where he's playing his game on his psp too so it's like okay this kid also knows how to like mod psps and like get his <laughs> game on a running on a fucking psp like this kid's a savant like yeah, yeah. he doesn't need to go to basketball camp this kid's gonna be a, this kid's a fucking genius like what are you doing also like <laughs> like did they imply that he made that app because why would the algorithm not know what that app was and not be able to use it if he's so all-knowing dude it makes no sense yeah every like you start to think about just just the villain and just the whole story and it just falls apart it's so sloppy but the like i think the really upsetting part is just the complete lack of effort in that in the first one danny devito's character is the big bad but he's well animated you know he danny devito is a great voice actor he gets a little bit of screen time to develop on his own. His little minions are adorable. Yeah. When they, turn into, awesome. when they turn into the monsters, it's like they're actually intimidating. Um, there's this is just Don Cheadle just acting and not acting very well. Acting not really wacky. Oh, and yeah. His, his stupid it, sidekick robot thing. He's not he's not a giant green space alien like Danny DeVito's character was. He's just a 3D AI algorithm that chooses to take the form of Don Cheadle. And it's weird. Don't you think LeBron would be like, wow, why did the Warner Brothers algorithm choose to take the form of Don Cheadle? That's weird. But I guess... Yeah, the they never acknowledge that at all. Yeah, in this universe, like, LeBron James still exists. It's that kind of universe, but there's just yeah. no Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle just doesn't <laughs> exist in this universe. He never replaced What's-His-Name in, in, in the Marvel movies. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah i wanted to say like the monsters are like when they're really small they're really cute and endearing except the you blue know i love one. their little voices oh they're all cute. i hate I like the blue all. one the like high one He's that like, one's oh. fucking annoying <laughs> they're all one. cute i like them and yeah danny devito's character is great um he's well established you know the intro get, gets right to it like we got to get the looney tunes because our park is failing like right there you have you know his goal and what he's gonna do to get well, achieve it? The the first one that the first one doesn't make any sense either. But they like don't dwell on it. It's just like yeah, aliens exist, uh, and also the Looney Tunes live in the center of the Earth. But like, you know, it doesn't really matter why. And like 
Yeah. Yeah, they just agree to play a basketball game with him. Oh, and the game like has no rules, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> well, but I the think second that's more one seems like than like having a server with all the Warner Brothers things. And it's like, why is why are the Looney Tunes here? Like if the first one does exist, why wouldn't why aren't they not in the middle of the earth? Why do they exist in this server? Yeah. And the... why would they want to leave in the first place when they all left to go to other planets? Or like, uh, other game. It's like Wreck It Ralph. Uh yeah. Where you can go to like a different world or whatever. Like why would any of them care about that? They all went turbo. <laughs> uh man. I, I, I wanted to point out uh how silly it is that there's only five monsters. Um and that like their strategy was so off, the tunes, because like they establish in the movie there's a part where like all the Looney Tunes get injured. And the ref is like, hey, if you don't have five people, you forfeit, right? So, like, knowing that their plan from the beginning should have been to just injure one of the Monstars. Because there's only five of them. So, if they injured one of them, they would have won the game automatically. <laughs> but they're the good guys, Tunes though. Don't stay, Tunes don't stay injured. <laughs> I know, but, well, but that was a, that's a, pl- a part of the movie where they're like, yeah, if you can't find a fifth person right now, like, you lose. <laughs> They have to call in Wayne Knight. Yeah, so since they're playing by like real basketball rules that way, they should have just tried to intentionally injure one of the monsters and then they would have won. Like no matter what, because <laughs> there's only five of them. They didn't have a contingency plan. Like they have no bench. I was thinking about it from a basketball perspective. I'm like, what's up with what are these rotations? Like it seems like the Looney Tunes, they're just like randomly in and out. <laughs> and then the monsters, they only have five dudes, so they have to play every minute. I just think they just did that because they wanted to have all the characters have their moment to shine and stuff like that, which I think was smart. But like, again, the the movie doesn't really dwell on like real logistics. Like the second movie, it sort of makes you, it it sort of like wants you to think it's all real. You know what I mean? Like it wants to think it's like sci-fi, but that just makes it so much worse where the first one is like a fantasy film where you're not supposed to think about anything. The second Mm -hmm. one is like, Anytime you do all that technology shit, it just like it makes it harder on yourself because then the audience is going to expect everything to like make sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have rather them rehash the original villain from Space oh, Jam yeah, One, yeah. The... rehash the monsters because that would work way better. Like, why create this convoluted villain that makes no sense and it's not entertaining? Like, I don't think kids like Don Cheadle. You know. They did it uh, just, just to rip it. off Ready Player One and Wreck-It Ralph and to have, you know, it's an easier excuse. You know, they were like, "What? what's a story we can do where we can shoehorn in uh, the Iron Giant fist-bumping King Kong? You know, that's just like, I imagine that was literally the, well, I, I mean, this movie was written by an algorithm, clearly. So that's what the algorithm <laughs> pumped out, right? Yeah. How do we get Trinity from the Matrix to watch LeBron dunk? Hmm. There were two Matrix scenes in this movie. Like, Jesus Christ. Matrix reference. I keep seeing articles that are listing, like, uh, all the references. And and I keep seeing Tony Soprano is apparently in the crowd. Oh, no. But, like, I want to... Like I've seen no one post a pic of it, so maybe yeah, it's just I, like I really notice. small. But I want to, I want to see this because. <laughs> Did you notice uh, the uh, the costumes of the people in the crowd were really bad? Oh my god, they're so bad. Yeah. They were like Halloween costumes were, party yeah. city. Yeah, was they it like supposed to be bad? It was like breaking my immersion. That's why I said like I was just at a certain point I just stopped watching the game because it's not interesting or fun. I was just watching the peep the extras because they're so funny to look at them and they're fake. 
their like forced reactions and their terrible costume. Like, like I was laughing more at that. Did they just yeah, like, run out of money or something? Like it almost seems like it has to be intentional. It's so bad. Like, why would you give them such bad costumes? Yeah, you, like you, the, it'd be better to just CGI them, like the Iron Giant. Like, why would you bother having real people with costumes if you're gonna make them look so bad? The penguin, he's he's in the background. He just looks uh, like he's made out of rubber. <laughs> I, I thought the uh, the White Walkers looked the worst. Oh, they're oh, really yeah. bad. They're terrible. Well, and the the fake like zombie warriors too. Oh yeah. Those, oh, is that are... supposed to be from Army of the Dead or whatever? No, I thought those were just uh, zombies from Game of Thrones. Oh right, yeah. I thought it was just that. I don't know. I'm wait. I need someone to like analyze this movie frame by frame and give me a <laughs> list of every single uh, cameo. I don't want to know, man. It's so dense. <laughs> every frame is so dense with bullshit. Austin it's, Powers. It's... Oh I really... my god. Yeah. Why is Austin Powers allowed? No Pepe Le Pew. What the fuck? I yeah, really wanted, I really wanted, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like season one, Rick and Morty. Oh, God, Rick, Rick and Morty, know. no. <laughs> that was I the just, most embarrassing one. Rick and Morty whores itself out nowadays. That's true. If you, Let's be true if you real. think about, like, season one Rick and Morty, though, you, you really think about Rick, like, what should have happened was Rick should have just shown up and then... It's just like, all right, well, none of this is real. I'm just going to unplug the server, and you're all going to die. And yeah. like, that's that's some real Rick and Morty shit. But you, you can't do that in in the Looney Tunes: A New Legacy. They also yeah, that's like... the biggest problem with that uh, cameo because they didn't feel like Rick and Morty, even though he says, oh, he does say dum dums in the show a few times. But in general, they acknowledge that you know they're out of place and stuff like that. But they just don't in this movie for some reason. I, I would have hired Rick because, like, he could definitely come up with something to get you out of the situation, right? HBO All-Stars uh, basketball jam. <laughs> Tony Soprano <laughs> uh, on the on the on the tune squad. That's what I want to see. Oh, well, that's I, the biggest Diego. issue there, too. Uh, in general, I don't think that uh, the Looney Tunes had anything to do with this movie at all. They could have just like had like HBO stuff in general, yeah, and on like, top of that, they could have uh, not even had a basketball game because the basketball game didn't even make any sense. Yeah. Well, in the first one, it, it you know they went with basketball because the little monsters are so small. Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually makes more sense. It makes sense because they don't even know Michael basketball. Jordan yet. They're just like, mm -hmm. yeah, these guys are short. Let's pick basketball. And then, the, well, what's funny is that, like, the the whole reason there's even that tournament in the first place is because Bugs lies to them. Yeah. And says it's in the rules that you have to have a tournament. Um, Which is stupid, but, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, but the Monstars just totally believe him and they go with it. So the whole reason there even was a movie and the Monstars didn't just immediately take over and, like, vaporize everyone is because Bugs yeah. lied and said it was, like, cunning, you know? Yeah, and There's yeah. none of that. There's none of that in the sequel. Like there's, uh, and then Jordan's secrets, Michael's secret stuff. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's a great, great thing too. Just water, but it, he gets uh, into believe. Remember when Harry Potter ripped that off? Oh no. Yeah, there's a there's a thing in Harry Potter that has the same thing. There's this like magic liquid that makes you like amazing at things, and they give it to Ron. For like a Quidditch game, and then he like wins the game for them. But then it turns out that it it was just like water or whatever. 
<laughs> that's probably a pretty common oh yeah yeah probably yeah <laughs> i mean that's i mean the lesson there is the power of belief in yourself and yeah. like what's the lesson in space jam 2 like uh let your son make his video game i guess yeah like don't don't force your children to be basketball players i guess yeah when they clearly have like when they're in the 99th percentile and like something else (laughs) you know uh like imagine if it was something else if it wasn't video games if he was like uh, like if he was like fucking beethoven on the piano or something and he's like son you gotta go to basketball camp and he's like dad (laughs) i'm a prodigy at something else LeBron an idiot like (laughs) (laughs) like he can't be that stupid right he's got to see his son's talent well, the thing is, too, is like Michael, they never I mean, Michael Jordan had his family in the first one, but they had a much different family dynamic in this one. They're they're trying to set up that like LeBron and his son have friction so that they can resolve that friction later. But it just makes LeBron look like a bad father. It's like very, very uncharismatic, not very well written. And so like there's nothing likable about it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Michael Jordan never really gets into conflict with his family, but it allows him to actually be kind of like the everyman protagonist and, like, actually be charismatic and likable. And just at no point is LeBron... He's, he's like, nominally the protagonist of the movie. This movie really doesn't feel like it has any sort of, like, protagonist or focal point, which is another knock against it. But if it's anyone, it's LeBron. But he's just he's not even likable in this movie he's like, they, they make him unlikable so that he can say he's sorry to his son later but that's still but, very but he has no reason to like have these beliefs or like think oh like my kid shouldn't play video games because he has no reason for any of that the only reason he has is oh like i was addicted to video games so uh, I'm going to curse off video games. But that was such a one-off thing. And it's never brought up again either. It's not like he ever says directly to his kid that like, oh, you'll lose your life in these video games. It's not like he's addicted to video games. He's like making them and he clearly has talent for it. Yeah, he was like, like, son, like I was sucking dick to get Pokemon Red. You know, I had an addiction. And it's a huge plot hole in this movie uh, that he's focusing on the younger son, but he has an older son that also plays basketball. Yeah. So yeah. What and was the point? Does his, does he not make his daughter go to basketball camp? Uh, maybe she's too young. Maybe in the sequel. Well, it's also it's, weird too, because the, the family is like fictionalized, you know, cause in real life, his oldest son is like a high school basketball star. He plays down the street from my house at the whatever Chatsworth high school. But like, just like in the original too, like Michael Jordan's family is like sort of a fictional version of his family. Yeah, I was expecting, because um, none of the none of the families, honestly, in either movie are that great. Um, that the supporting cast is not not all there when it comes to the families. Um, but LeBron's family, like, I don't know. I I thought the way the movie was like such an HBO commercial and such kind of a blatant sell out cash in cash grab whatever um it would absolutely not have surprised me if lebron had worked out a deal with warner brothers or whatever like hey we're gonna make this movie 
but we're actually going to have like my actual children and my actual wife play the characters. Um, cause like they were, I thought that's what it was. Cause they are not very well acted. And I thought like, Oh, well, you know, it's a good way for LeBron to get a royalty check, you know, to, to every one of his family members for the rest of their lives. You know, you didn't recognize like, I, I, his, his wife from the hit TV show, Star Trek discovery. Uh, no, I did not. And then I realized that, yeah, like they probably fucking Warner Bros probably would have a policy against it or maybe it's illegal or I don't know. I don't think his wife like would want to act. She doesn't seem the type. She's not like in the public eye at all. Yeah. It same, just with, seemed uh, to make, same with Michael uh, Jordan's family. I don't think they wanted to. Yeah, it just seemed with how blatant everything else was with it. Like, why not just like do a, a one get your family together, do one shitty cash grab movie. And then get royalty checks for the rest of your lives. That's what I would have done. If I mean, I was he the... already has a gazillion dollars. I mean, yeah, he's the. But it, you know, richest he, maybe people. he wants to set something up for his family. He, he wants. He already up. has. He yeah. already set up for <laughs> generations. <laughs> he's gonna but be he's a still, billionaire probably. Like he's got to get like if your kids want to act, they still got to get acting credits, right? But they probably don't want to act. Be in something. His well, oldest son's busy even... playing basketball. Yeah, I mean, it turns out that's it wasn't his family, anyways. But uh, I I wanted to bring up because uh, I I also rewatched like I saw Space Jam as a kid. I just thought it was okay. I was never really into it either way. Uh, I've always I love basketball, but uh, the only thing I remembered liking really from the original movie is like there's there's some good Looney Tune bits here and there. And then Bill Murray is really funny because I love Bill Murray. But like what really stuck out to me and it really stuck out to me on the on the re- review, too, is like by far the best part of the movie is the the five NBA players who get their powers yeah. stolen. Like their whole subplot is by far the best part of the movie. Like those scenes are so good and so funny, uh, especially Charles Barkley, who's like legit one of the funniest people on the planet. Uh, and it's like. This new movie, like it, they tried to do it again. Like they have five basketball players again, but they're only in it for five seconds and it's just to get their likeness scanned. <laughs> and it's like, if you're like, why not copy like the best part of the first movie? I, I totally don't yeah. understand why. Like, the only thing I remembered from the first movie, there's one joke I remembered since I was a kid. Uh, and it's when they're at the gym at the end, the NBA players, and they're all talking about how their lives suck now. And then Muggsy Bogues, the the five foot three guy, he's like, "Yeah, well, at least you guys are still tall." <laughs> I, I got that nothing. was so funny, and like, yeah, that shit's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, there's no it's really reason, cartoony. There's no reason for the five. Like, why would they pay for the likeness of the five people in the new Space Jam when they could have just made like generic monsters? You know, there's they no were reason, friends. especially if they're gonna like put them in the movie for five seconds so that so, yeah, those I people told... can promote the movie on their social medias uh, I, I hate social media uh but yeah i agree the 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 charles barkley and all the other the other dudes in the first movie are really funny like they have some of the best jokes like when they all hit their head on the on the on the on the ceiling yeah and they're in like they're in like therapy and shit they're in like a psych yeah they're ward. like trying to figure <laughs> them out like what the yeah. fuck is going on yeah, that's that stuff is great, and it, like, yeah, it's a great B plot, and this movie has no B plot really. 
uh, it, it cuts back to the, his his friend that went with him to Warner Brothers. I don't oh, even know his who this terrible guy is. like manager character. Yeah, is that his manager? Is that supposed to be like his cousin? I thought it was his cousin or something. I don't know. Yeah, his cousin sounds about. It. He's the closest equivalent to a Wayne Knight character, but I, I thought they were close. trying to do. He was more like a Lil Rel Lil Rel Howry character, like from Get Out. But like he's already in the movie as one of the announcers. <laughs> like they should have had him be that role instead of the announcer. It, uh, yeah, it'll at least been maybe funny. This this guy. This cousin character is not funny at all, and it's completely pointless because he meets up with his with his, with LeBron's wife eventually, and then it's like, oh, like forget that guy, like he doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And then they try to do heartfelt shit with his wife, and it's like, why would I care about them at all as a relationship? You know, they don't really do that with MJ. I don't like even think don't... his wife. I think she's in it for five seconds. In the yeah, at the beginning, like what? Are you, what are you making? Collard greens. It's yeah. Like it. <laughs> uh, I do like that. Um, uh, how the the five players, how two of them are WNBA players, like that's a nice like progression, right? And like one of them, I think it is it Sue Bird or is it, it's not Sue Bird. It's what's her name? Uh, but she's like openly a lesbian, so it's like hey, like a a gay character even though she's not you know a character but it's like oh an actual gay person in a movie that's cool because like the even the first movie is like sort of progressive like it probably was one of the first movies to have like a black lead where it's like not a big deal you know what i mean like it just it's just well there were tons of movies like that in the 80s though like that's true but but mostly like action movies not not really in kids movies though right were there black leads uh, in kids' movies at the time? I don't know. Oh, that was Subert, yeah. But anyway, good for them, I guess. They also tried to, like... I remember I read something the director said he, like, changed Lola Bunny because he wanted her to be, like, a strong female character or something. And then she is no... She has no gain of character compared to... Uh, yeah, the she's space, the Space Jam one. She's barely in it. I, th that's also that was shocking to me when I rewatched the first movie. Is Lola Bunny is barely in it. I like remembered her being a bigger part of the movie, but she's barely in it. She has like five yeah. minutes of screen time. <laughs> it's created for the movie. Yeah, yeah, like. Well, she's there throughout it, though. Like, yeah, but she barely has anything time. to do. She barely says anything. She gets some. She gets some good zingers, though. Yeah. But well, she has a quote, a great line, you know. Don't call me doll. She at least yeah. has a quotable line. They people were talking about the design change of Lola Money between the two of them, but yeah. honestly, I watched them both very clearly, very very closely, and neither version of Lola Bunny like got me particularly like harder than the others, you know. <laughs> so I just I well, don't know. The first the first Lola Bunny iteration is very obviously meant to be sexual dude she's got like she's got an ass and boobs she's got thighs and she's for curvy. days she's wearing like booty shorts like in the first movie yeah she's playing basketball well know. it's weird because in the sequel in the 2d animation she's completely flat she has no boobs at all but in the 3d animation she has boobs yeah and maybe cleavage so what the fuck like why why is it changed between the two like she almost looks like a boy in the 2D animation. They did not look. The 3D did nothing for me. Oh yeah, I hate it. A Anderson, why? how do you feel about that? You're the animation guy. How did you feel about the uh, the CGI Looney Tunes? 
most of them looked awful. The only <laughs> ones that actually really worked were uh, uh, Wiley and Roadrunner because they were in CG before uh, during the Looney Tunes show. But other than that, everyone just kind of looked awful. And even in the background where you can see like Fred Flintstone and everything like that in uh, CG, they all look terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No point for it. Well, like, like Lola's face looks fucked up in 3D. So does Bugs too. Like they just look wrong with their snout. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, how is it 20 years since Phantom Menace and we still don't have convincing CG as good as that? <laughs> like, in my opinion, because th those aliens always feel like they're at least in the world and established, and like they're really there. Like, it never feels like that for most movies, especially not this movie. Well, one of the biggest problems is uh, when it comes to animation is you have to design the characters for the medium you're designing it for. So if it's going to be 2D, you design the character for 2D. Or if it's going to be 3D, do the same thing. And most characters that were made back in the day weren't really designed to be in 3D mm -hmm. CG at all. Like well, yeah, because uh, they're from the, you know, the 40s. <laughs> like how uh, uh, Jimmy Neutron and Fairly Odd Parents did a crossover. And then Jimmy in 2D looks fine, but then Timmy in 3D is a fucking abomination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it is sort of something is lost in translation because uh, they are fundamentally different mediums. Uh, mm -hmm. And, like, clearly well, they have no respect for the Looney Tunes at all, the, the people there who made this no movie. There's no reason for it either. Like, I watched this movie last night, and I, I still, I can't even think of, like, why why did they have to turn 3D? What was the point of that? Uh, it's cheaper. So, so that, yeah, and so LeBron <laughs> yeah. could be human again, I guess, because they made him animated. But, like, why was there, there's quite a lot of 2D animation, and, I, and it didn't look good at all. So why did they w blow so much money on it? Yeah, there was a lot of tweening and stuff like that. Like uh, the scenes in particular when they come out of the uh, UFO with it, with everyone there, they were sliding down the uh, ramp and everything like that. I was like, oh no, that looks awful. <laughs> Poor Marvin the Martian. He's like the outcast Looney Tune. Dude, really. Daffy gets shit on way harder. <laughs> I like that he's the coach though. I, that's one of the few changes I like. I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I I think it's like I think that was a good idea to make Daffy like. I guess, but he doesn't really get any funny lines or any. No, because it's horribly like he... written. Yeah, no. he gets like <laughs> less time to shine. Yeah. He's just wearing a suit for like a, no apparent reason. Because that's what coaches would wear back in the day. He looks like a coach yeah. from the 70s. Yeah. But he, he doesn't just... do any coach stuff. Yeah, he's kind of he all of a sudden the coach. And then... <laughs> he, he sort of does act like a coach from that era. It's just like, like the idea was there. It just wasn't executed very well. I think that that's an okay idea. Yeah, it could work. I could see it working. Why didn't anybody give Daffy a hug? It's like uh, wanted, uh, how Chewie doesn't get a medal in Star Wars. <laughs> There's one thing about uh, Marvin the Martian that I really liked in the, the first movie is that uh, he was the referee because the the monsters were aliens and he's also a Looney Tune, so yeah. he had to stay neutral. That was a nice detail there. Oh, because he's an alien and a Looney Tune? Yeah, yeah that's a good detail. <laughs> He's like mm -hmm. caught between the two worlds. Um, the basketball game was shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> they just used I, the video agreed. game thing as an excuse to just like throw in whatever random bullshit. Do whatever they want. Yeah, but like, 
even the video game aspect of it. I mean, it is true that like if LeBron's son can make this game from scratch and then get it onto the PSP, that's pretty impressive. And especially if he can make an app that can scan people in and then suck them into the internet through that's their phone. That's also pretty impressive, I will admit. However, like his actual basketball game was just like there were two power-ups. There was like speed boost and a super jump. And like that's that's it. It's just like <laughs> yeah. there's two upgrades in the entire game. It's not very creative. And they use him again and again. They really kind of milk both of them. There's uh, even at the he, end where he they get he uh, LeBron gets two of the same power up like in a row. Yeah, like <laughs> someone physically picks up one of the power ups off the ground and throws it like a frisbee. Yeah, and it just yeah. so happens to hit LeBron's feet which activates the power for LeBron and gives him the second jump. Yeah, that was the longest 10 seconds, uh, I think, ever. That was like <laughs> that a Dragon Ball Z sequence. 10 seconds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that gives DBZ a run for its money. Uh, the, but the, I like, the first I, one had a pretty egregious uh, ticking yeah. clock, too, at the end. But I like I like the dunk, the, la the final score in the first movie, because it's like, oh, he's going to finally fly. You know, I believe I can fly, because yeah. he always said, as a kid, I want to fly. And then he can't, but then he just stretches his arm all the way, and it's like he's embracing the tune side. Yeah. And I always thought that was, you know, clever. But the second one is just like, no, here's another power-up. Oh, we won. Does that mean that his son like programmed that into the game that you can like throw a power up at your friend? Yeah, and like, like he, I guess he only knew that, you know, no one was exploiting it yet. <laughs> he is a developer, although he doesn't seem to put in much work. He just scans people in. <laughs> yeah, he's just an asset flipper, honestly. Yeah, I think he's wor <laughs> working in Unity. <laughs> yeah. Dude, do you think they asked Bill Murray to be in this one and he said no, or do you think they just didn't even ask him? Well, they asked MJ, so. right? Like, MJ said no, right? Well, I think originally yeah, they wanted no. to do a sequel, right? Like, way back in the day with MJ? Uh, Yeah, yeah, because it's been development for a while. Yeah, I think he said no, like, multiple times. Like, over <laughs> multiple decades. <laughs> uh, um, Can we talk about the worst joke? Uh, what in the Matrix hell? Oh, that's, like, the second worst. But no, I'm talking about uh, during halftime. When they're like, oh my god, it's Michael. Michael's oh. coming. And MJ. then it's Michael B. Jordan. And then everyone in the audience just is, gets slapped in the face. You know, what a gut punch. Like, fuck that. Like, I was so offended by that. They even played the theme. That sucked. Yeah, they don't They don't play the, the Space Jam theme a single time. Okay, yeah. And Space Jam, the second one, does not have its own Space Jam theme song. And it doesn't oh, no, no. even reuse the first Space Jam theme song. So there's just no theme song to get you hyped at any point. Yeah, it just uses like generic trap. Like there's no yeah. like identifying music in the OST. It's really, really bland and mundane. It has no impact at all. My favorite part was the part where Elmer Fudd, no, Porky Pig started rapping. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That part Dude, was like, I, so Dude, I, I blocked that out. I had, part, yeah, I had to remind <laughs> you guys of it. Oh that my part God. was so random, it was almost funny if it would have been better. And I can't hate on it too much because the instrumental they used was uh, <laughs> Flavor in Your Ear by Craig Mack. I don't know if you've ever listened to him. No. But he's he's great. He was on Bad Boy. He came out before Biggie, but he totally got oh, overshined. Okay. And then uh, 
he got overshined and then got kind of got ignored and then he just like disappeared off the face of the planet and like became a born again Christian. But if you never listened to Craig Mack, you should definitely give him a listen. It's do great. You, do you remember how in the first one they did a cover of the Cheech and Chong song Basketball Jones with Chris Rock and uh, <laughs> what's his name? And that was like awesome. Yeah. You know, it had such a memorable soundtrack. Like they, like not only did they have a theme song, but they also did the Basketball Jones cover. Like there was just way more like original music and like thought put into it. Where this one, they straight up even use like Damian Lillard's rap song when it's like Dame time, you know? It's like that's how uncreative they are. They're like, yeah, just use one of his songs, whatever. Just yeah. throw it in there. And I think it should be said too, like, I think we all understand that Space Jam was born, you know, from commercials and it's totally like kind of a soulish cash grab, but it's in its delivery and its story. And it's clearly, it was, it, it, they took care of it. You know, it's not just a soulless cash grab. It, it's at least an entertaining movie where in comparison, like this is just like trying so hard to ride on the coattails of the original and just trying to just advertise every single second, like in your face. And it's just, it's exhausting to watch. Yeah, they're really, I mean, they're just, there really isn't anything that the second one does better. There's not a single scene. There's not a single like moment or plot beat or anything. They take a lot of stuff from the original, but all the stuff that they take is nowhere near as good. And all the stuff that they like come up with, that's, you know, that, that wasn't in the original. That's a somewhat original idea. Um, it's not not very good either. And so there's, I mean, like, if you're in the mood for Space Jam, I would definitely say do not watch the second one because it's just garbage in every way. And, like, you know, the first one is pretty good and it holds up, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's just absolutely nothing that a new legacy does that is any better, you know. It's, it's not just a worse movie. It's just there's nothing that it does better. There's, there's no, no reason... reason. For it to exist. Yeah. Uh, it's not even like seeing the Looney Tunes in 3D is is like well done or it's interesting or, you know, it just it looks bad. It's poorly written. It's poorly acted. It's just. Yeah, it's, not even, it's not even fun to watch. You know, like I said, the, the, the tone of this movie has like disdain for anyone that like cares about animation, cares about Looney Tunes, even cares about basketball. It's just. It feels like a spit in the face to to any of that. It's like, oh, you want Space Jam? Here's your fucking Space Jam. And it's like, like it's just a turd. Like they just shit on everything. Well, and like, you know, in basketball circles, the idea of this movie has been talked about for like ten years because, you know, Michael Jordan was the greatest ever, and then LeBron came around. And he clearly, like, from the beginning had the potential, like, okay, he could be the next MJ. And with that, people also would bring up, oh, yeah, and if they ever make a Space Jam 2, it would be with LeBron. And I, I remember people talking about that 10 fucking years ago, maybe even longer ago. And just for them to just deliver this fucking piece of shit <laughs> after so long, like, you finally, like, the stars aligned, like... We maybe never would have gotten another MJ, but we got LeBron, you know, on the court. You know, he's the closest thing we've ever had, we may ever have. And this is the fucking movie we get. 
it's just like it's a disgrace <laughs> it's this movie yeah. is it's a, a fucking war crime does anybody like it like I, I think it's doing pretty bad financially I, I am sure there are some people, you know, the people where you just jangle keys in front of their face, you know, the, oh, that's a thing I know. That's a thing I know. Oh, the Iron Giant. Oh, oh, I can see oh, Clockwork Orange in the background. Like I remember Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? The Matrix. Oh, yeah. I remember when he bent backwards. Wow. There were a few parts where it would just cut to a like a parody of another movie. Yeah, like the the the, the uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, the Austin Powers scene was probably the most egregious, where you're watching this Looney Tunes Space Jam movie, and then suddenly it cuts to a completely different type of film, and it's like a it's a it's a scene from like an earlier Austin Powers movie, and it just it's like wait did I change the channel like did I fuck up did it was like it a, to remember those Friedberg and Seltzer movies like Epic Movie and date movie and stuff it was literally like that meet the spartans yeah and like the the most egregious one i think is the matrix ones because uh matrix jokes were passe like 15 years ago like scary movie 2 or whatever had matrix jokes like those have just been so overdone like yeah i get it that that's a thing you know like at least game of thrones is like a little fresher like i mean that's been kind of parodied to death too but not to like the Matrix is like the singular like parodied to death movie. Like that's a movie you can't parody anymore. It's just been done <laughs> too many times. And there were like two fucking scenes where they do it. And it's yeah, like this 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 shit was stale twenty years ago. Just a big excuse to reuse footage and animate over it. Like so lazy. Oh you just see you just, the, the whole movie like wants to fool you into thinking it's this big budget flick when it's really like the laziest movie movie possible. Like nobody tried. There's no effort at all like sensed through the entire film. Oh, did you, did you know that the first Space Jam was the first movie to have a digital set? Uh, no, you can see it a actually. Set. Yeah, uh, Space Jam walked so that the Mandalorian could run. <laughs> and then... This movie also has mostly virtual sets, but they're fucking terrible. <laughs> like Don Cheadle. I just imagine they were like, hey, Don Cheadle, do you want to be in Space Jam? And he was like, fuck no. And then they were like, we'll give you 20 million and you can do all your scenes in front of a green screen in like a weekend. And he was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm pretty sure every single shot with Don Cheadle in it was a green screen shot, right? Yeah. For the, the most part, definitely. yeah. That's actually something I want to bring up really quick. Uh, you know the that part when they're you know they're losing the game, and then Don Cheadle out of nowhere starts swearing and they bleep it. <laughs> oh yeah, like, what was up with that? I I never got that. Like, and they you know they they swear in the movie anyway, but it's like you're gonna go that far and then bleep it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a kids movie, or I won't say kids movie. It's a family movie, but still. <laughs> I think it's the fact that like he was just that there were beeps. Is it like, supposed to be kids, funny? Yeah, like kids know that he's saying swear words because that's what beeps mean, obviously. So the you know, and swear words are funny. So kids are just gonna laugh at the fact that, you know, he's even in theory saying swear words. I mean a, a well timed bleep is, you know, that's 
great comedy, but it's not. That's that, more of that a TV thing, though, because it, it really takes you out of the movie. Like most, you know, 99% of movies don't do that. They don't have bleeps in them because. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't is really weird work for a movie. a movie to do that out of nowhere, too. Oh, I, I actually, the copy I had uh, that I got from a, a certain bay that you may or may not know of, uh, it actually bleeped out all of the cursing in it. I don't what know if it was, was like in it. I can't think of anything else besides that part. Yeah, there were a couple bleeps in it, and I was like, what the fuck? Is that supposed to be in it, or is this like a weird edited? Who, like, cur- for... who curses? Uh, I, I think LeBron says damn or something, and, and the version I saw, it was bleeped. <laughs> they bleeped damn. Yeah, it was weird. It must it must have been like a, a cut for like... Oh, well, I think what they do is um, they make a cut, you know, for like airplanes or TV, and they probably just put bleeps over the swears so that the editor can like very quickly just find the beeps like in the wave format. So that it's easier to like delete them than to like have to watch the whole movie. That that's my theory. I don't know if mm. that's you know. That one scene, it was like if I was a kid and I saw that scene, it like it wouldn't be funny to me. It actually would be kind of scary because he's like yelling at everyone and stuff like that. So it's like, yeesh. Yeah, like Don Cheadle as a villain is not likable at all. Like he doesn't have a cool design. It's just Don Cheadle. <laughs> it's just Don Cheadle. Uh. He's not entertaining. He's not like cunning. Like his motivations make no sense at all. Like why would an AI like care about ego? Like why? Clearly, they already have like LeBron already in the system because they showed him a bunch of promos. Like I don't know. Like what the fuck? Like also, (laughs) is it like Matrix logic? Because you know, like in the Matrix, like you're real in the Matrix, but like your real body gets left behind. And if something happens to your real body, like you die in both. And if you die in the matrix, you die in both. But like, how do the people just get sucked into the server? Like, do their real bodies not exist anymore? Like, yeah, well, they, yeah, they just disappear. But then how does cousin is like, where'd the family go? Like, I can't find LeBron wife. LeBron's son is just that smart. How does that make any sense, though? And how do they go back? Like Warner Brothers have a, a portal in their server room. I don't think I, I think Algae created it. Like I don't think Warner Brothers like knows he's sentient, you know what I mean? But he sends emails and they're like, Oh, okay, like he's got an idea. Like they're uh, Algae. Well they think is, he's like, literally so just an algorithm, right? But then who designed him to look like Don Cheadle? Uh <laughs> Yeah, like I'm saying, none of it makes any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes what happens not a to lick their bodies. Sense. Why why did the movie think it could get away with doing a fake out Bugs Bunny death as if like Bugs Bunny's going to die. Yeah. As if Bugs Bunny is going to die. Yeah. I was, I was going to bring that up. Like it would at least be somewhat have weight to it. If LeBron really did do it for his, (laughs) he fucking dies in the movie. Like, uh, like they can explain it away. Like, Oh, LeBron, like you didn't die. You just died in the server or whatever. And like, that would have been better than, yeah. Oh, Bugs Bunny died. Oh, not really. And he's just walking around in the real world, like as if it's okay. Like in the in the original, they they don't want to be seen. You know, they don't want to break the immersion for kids or whatever. Like they don't want to cross the worlds. Well, but no, it, Bugs it, Bunny is just on the street. You yeah, know? is it like can only LeBron see him? Like, how does it's how a Looney Tunes back in action thing? Oh, I never saw is that. It? Yeah, I've never seen it. It's terrible. Don't yeah, watch that's it. What I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, didn't it like bury uh, uh, Brendan any, Fraser? 
<laughs> right? Poor Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Uh, Dudley ruined his Dudley career. Doolittle or what? What's I think that? that's What's why that his wife called? divorced him. Dudley Do Right? Isn't what? that like <laughs> a classic? Was Dudley Do Right a cartoon? What is yeah, Dudley? it was. Yeah, and he. he Am I? Is this like dementia, or was there a Dudley Do Right movie with Brendan Fraser? There was. Yeah, that was didn't real, do well right? either. Yeah, oh my that, god, there is. Yeah, that was Brendan sort of, Fraser as Dudley Do Right. His career really took a shit. Yeah, George of the Jungle. Was he in Monkey? Well, Bone? That was great, though. Yeah, he was in <laughs> Monkey Bone too. I actually liked Monkey Bone as a kid. I haven't seen it in a long time. Is the animation in Monkey Bone good? No. Oh, it's Henry Selick. Oh, shit. Huh. One thing I want to bring up, uh, speaking of the cartoons, the uh, voices, uh, even though uh, D. Bradley Baker uh, did really well as Bugs and everything like that, uh, I'm surprised they didn't use uh, Chuck Jones's son. I forget his name right now, but they didn't use like anyone that would be you know, a good fit for the cartoons characters. They didn't use any voice actors. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... and- wasn't it Billy West in the first movie? It was, yeah. Billy West was a couple characters. Like, where was Billy West? Was he busy? He probably didn't want anything to do with this. And they got Zendaya just so that they could put her on the poster and they so kinda, she can tweet about it. They kind of do that with the first movie I was reading. Like, uh, one of Mel Blanc's successors wanted the voice, but like, they didn't want to put him in the movie, I guess. And they kept putting him through like a bunch of bullshit. And so, yeah, they eventually hired other people to do the voices huh like billy west and d bradley baker it's in the original oh what was up with like gabriel iglesias has been like hyping this movie up for a year and then i forgot he was <laughs> even in it like i feel what? like they in it? they mostly cut out speedy gonzalez i think there was sort of a mild controversy about that because oh he plays speedy <laughs> yeah because speedy yeah. got kind of canceled like a year ago right and then, but he's still in it, like at the end. And I was like, "Oh yeah, isn't Gabriel Iglesias Speedy Gonzalez?" But I don't even know if he even like said a single line, like in the movie. He was in the Matrix scene, and you know, oh, he says I a skipped that lines. part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he didn't see it because you skipped it. Dude, thought, Fluff, Fluffy's in the movie. I skipped I the Gabriel, Austin Powers part too. I thought Gabriel Iglesias was dead. No, no. Sooner or later, yeah. Who died then? Uh, Ralphie uh, May died. Are you thinking of him? Maybe. The other uh, big comedian from the other last comic standing? Um, uh, Biz Marquis just died. Yeah. That's true. That's a bummer. Yeah. 57. So uh, I did, in the order, I watched Space Jam, A New Legacy, Space Jam 1, um, and then I watched Rush Hour. <laughs> I love Rush Hour. Rush Hour was pretty good. It's kind of dated, though. Is there a problem? No problem. Just Rush Hour. And then he shoots him. Yeah, that's the one line. That's the one time they mention Rush Hour. Dude, that's the only good Brett Ratner movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. Rush Hour rules. It sure was like a, a 90s movie, though. Yeah, it's definitely not as good as Men in Black. I think that's like the best of that kind of movie. But it's still pretty good, yeah. Funny they had a Men in Black reference in uh, Space Jam Two for some reason. Oh yeah, do you remember? There's there's a Pulp Fiction reference in the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> that part was weird. I noticed that, but yeah, one of the monsters is gonna do something 
and then uh, Wiley E and Elmer Fudd start shooting out his teeth. Yeah, and, and they're, they're, they're dressed their... like uh, jewels and and. Uh, yeah, they're in suits. John Travolta, but they just kind of like they just kind of leave it there that this monster was going to do something. I think with like Tweety Bird, he like captured Tweety Bird and was going to eat him or whatever. Yeah, and then they shoot out all his teeth. And then they just kind of move on to the next scene. They don't really like. I I think maybe it got <laughs> edited. It probably got edited down for content. Yeah. You know, because it does. It really like abruptly cuts away. Yeah, from it, it abruptly ends, which is really weird. But the but the but Space Jam Two like does a. Re- it's edited really bad. Like there's so many abrupt cuts, especially when they're going from different all the different Warner Brothers. Uh, planets to recruit the Looney Tunes. Like it's just like rapid fire cuts with like no cohesion at all. Oh God, that's right. But, uh, Lola Bunny was an Amazon, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. she was Wonder Woman. I skipped that part too. You just skipped half the movie then. I I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I, skip every scene that's bullshit. I skipped just mostly that montage because <laughs> it's. I'm I mean, not the gonna montage sit is that only shit. five minutes long. This it bullshit. wasn't that long. Fuck that shit. It's stupid. But it's it's weird that like the first one they did it so well where yeah, it's a fantasy and the Looney Tunes live underground, but that's never really explored. But now it's like they canonically live in the same universe as DC superheroes. And they're like interacting and hanging out with like DC superheroes and it's like how did they go from being underground in the first one? Like now they're just on a server. That's so much less interesting that it's just like all the HBO properties exist in like one server and one server center somewhere. And like, that's, that's it. There's no magic to it. They don't live underground. There's no aliens from outer space. It's all just on the servers of Warner brothers on their studio lot. Well, did they try to explain it that like, they did live underground, but then like Algy like lured them into the server because he like promised them that they could like do whatever they wanted, you know, in different worlds or whatever. And then Bugs was like, "Well, they lived over. in the Toon World." And then uh, Algy was like, "Why are you just staying in the Toon World? You can go to any of the places that you want." And it's like, but that doesn't make any sense. So that's why they left. Why would but they, they not want there? To but they were they in the server already, tunes. though. Yeah, like the two world on the server. Right? How did they get into the server in the first place? It's yeah, like, they're older than the server itself. Yeah. As so soon as fuck? HBO bought Warner Brothers or whatever, they like they got like transported. They got teleported from underground in the underneath the crust of the earth. They got teleported. Bug, bugs looked at his the WB servers. Bugs looked at his phone and he got teleported. You know, like, remember in the first movie, there's, like, one throwaway joke that breaks the fourth wall, like, with Warner Brothers, where, like, I think it's Daffy, he's, like, he has, like, a Warner Brothers brand on his ass, and he's, like, we're a property of Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, and he kisses his ass. Yeah, but then in this movie, it's just, like, yeah, we're Warner Brothers, we own everything. It's it's part of the movie. The Warner Brothers executives are in the movie. The first one is, like... They're also kind of clever and kind of like self-aware about it because uh, there's a scene where Bugs and uh, Daffy are looking through uh, Michael Jordan's house and they're looking for his lucky shorts. 
Yeah. And the worst scene in the movie. Here, yeah. Um, well, it's like, I forgot about that scene. Like it goes everyone on forever. You remember like the basketball game at the end and you remember the, the scene at the beginning, but like, I do not remember Looney Tunes going around Michael Jordan's house. The, the middle that of that was, movie is pretty rough. It's, it's honestly the worst. Anyways, part. you can hear um, Daffy. He's kind of like mumbling to himself because he's kind of pissed off that he has to look for this stuff and do this work. And he's like complaining about like the, you know, like he's got to get new agents because like having to go and find Michael Jordan's shorts is not a good gig for them. And, like they're just they're kind of self aware about it. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about that that scene was they see the uh, like Bugs Bunny and uh, Daffy toys in the room, and then he's like, "Oh, we don't get a cent from that. We got to go get a new agent." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not getting royalties from their toys, or I don't know, just something acknowledging that, like, yeah, we are a property and we're owned by a company. And isn't it funny that like Bugs Bunny isn't getting a royalty check from his? It's. It was at least like it was also like self-deprecating in a small sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But right. it, yeah, like the, the way the second one, it's just like we're HBO and we own Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Isn't that so exciting? And it's just like, no, I'm trying to watch a Looney Tunes movie. What the fuck? Well, even in the uh, the first one, uh while the kids are watching uh, cartoons, uh, Porky Pig runs on the screen and says, "Stop the cartoon!" We have oh, to have a yeah. union meeting, and I'm like, "That's that's a nice joke because it like breaks the fourth wall in a fun way because you're not really taken out of the movie, and then you're just like, oh, where did they go?'" So like you have back and forth between the real world interacting with the tune world and back and forth, but in the the new one, it's just like once everyone's in the server, that's it. Yeah, and like in the first one, that basically implies that like the cartoons are like documentaries, like that those events actually happened, like in the universe. You know what I mean? The fact that like whatever they do is actually on the TV, like that's what the kids see. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, where'd the show go? <laughs> they just walk off screen. <laughs> it's just like an empty shot. Yeah, like that works as like a joke here and there, but not when it's the entire movie is yeah. like. Yeah, there's there's no connection between the real world and the server verse in the, oh, the new the film. Server verse. What an awful fucking name. This whole it's movie, like, like Warner Brothers, is just still like butthurt about like the MCU. You know, they're just still like trying to one up Disney, but like they suck at everything. You know, <laughs> they're horrible. There really is not a single part of this movie that is done well or is done better than the prequel or is done better than like anything. I like that. They got Ernie. They got Ernie to be one of the announcers. Uh, I liked, there was a, a one frame of the monsters watching <laughs> yeah. the, the game, but like they were on the E they were like rooting for the, the goon squad, but the, at the end of the movie, they turn into tune. So they're supposed to be like good now, right? Oh yeah, don't they ask if they can stay? Yeah, they stay in Toon World because yeah. they're like, fuck this guy, like fuck Danny DeVito. Yeah, because he's well, abusive. One, well, one thing about that, I was like, like off put about it is that they weren't turning the CG either, so they were just kind of two D. Oh so yeah, they just yeah. Re, they just reused the the, sh the like the animation from the original. They just slapped it on there. They didn't even try. 
It was, yeah, it's just such a slap in the face. Like I'm saying, like, oh, you want to see the original villains? Here you go. Like, we're not even going to fucking animate them. Like, there's your fucking fan service. You want Michael Jordan? How about a little shitty joke? Do you remember what their their actual names are, like, before they're the Monstars? Like, the name um, for them? Uh, scrib- uh, Scragget. Uh, the, scr- the Scrimbos. The Nerdlucks. <laughs> <laughs> what i didn't even know they had names yeah they, I, I don't think they ever mentioned that in the movie but they're officially known as the nerd lux when they're not the, in the monster form the little spe- alien species yeah the little five guys Ooh, five guys <laughs> burgers and fries i think one I, I i think it's cool that uh lebron is animated as a 2d character i can at least give a hat to that oh uh, i'm shorter than kevin hart but his voice acting is really bad you can you can tell how bad he's at at, at acting when he's doing the so horrid it kind of reminds me of the old scooby-doo uh guest short movies where they would have like a special guest every now and then oh yeah <laughs> but i guess they animated mj for a little bit in the uh dana devito is telling him like you're gonna be my slave and you're gonna play basketball always yeah, you know, yeah, you know, that doesn't really look because it's it's just supposed to be uh, kind of like an abstraction of him being enslaved forever. So it's not even like it's just shading. They don't even have detail on the model, right? Uh, yeah, it's not like a full model. But it's like it's, a it's, three second thing. You barely yeah, see it's, it. it's really quick, but it's at least there. <laughs> Do you remember the part when? Wayne uh, Newman from Seinfeld gets flattened. <laughs> That's the funniest yeah. shit ever. I, I oh, love they that. Blow, when they blow him back up. Oh, yeah, he blows grotesque. back up. Yeah. He looks gross. If you, you should Dude, watch the, that scene again. Holy he shit, really yeah, the nasty. CGI. There's also a part where they turn Michael like into a basketball or something and bounce him around. It yeah, looks, like it looks are, so hilarious. bad. Cracking. <laughs> it looks we can so tell bad. that movie's from the 90s because they have a lot of gross-out humor in it. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Fucking Newman. He plays the same role in every movie in the 90s. He just plays Newman. Yeah. <laughs> His name isn't Wayne Knight, it's just Newman. I like when he's trying to like reach down into the the uh, dugout or whatever and he like falls. He falls on his back. There was a lot of slapstick <laughs> in the uh, first one and there's like none in the second. Probably yeah. LeBron was like, yeah, I'm not doing slapstick. It's in my contract. Remember when he dabs? Oh, no. Does he? No, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, he's like telling his son, like, let's go to Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. He's like, what did you say? Dab? And then he does a dab. Why are we still doing dab jokes? Like, isn't that a bit old? Well, that's like when like an Adam Sandler movie would have apple bottom jeans like seven years later in the soundtrack, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, movies are always like 10 years behind on the trends. Yeah, I really wish this movie didn't have memes in it, like actual memes. You don't like Big Chungus? Well, I'm not going to lie. I like how they added that. Yeah, Big Chungus is okay, because that that at least is relevant, right? That's literally a Looney Tunes thing. But all the other, like there were a couple lines of dialogue where they were were just quoting memes. I don't remember which ones, but uh... oh, and then... There's a oh, part uh, where I know Don Cheadle says you mad bro. Oh, you mad bro, that. yeah. Uh there's a part where Daffy Duck says, 
well, that happened, which is the most overused joke in the history of cinema. That's like screenwriting 101. Like that gets crossed off, you know, like you cannot use that. (laughs) Why put any memes? It just dates your film. Yeah. Remember when Black Panther had a meme in it? No. What What, what was the meme? Oh my God. Yeah. Horrible. (laughs) Pretty egregious. Disgusting. Filthy. Get rid of it. Zendaya is Michi and Zendaya is Lola Bunny. Who's Michi? <laughs> We've been over this <laughs> from small <laughs> multiple times. And LeBron James, yeah, LeBron James is in that too. He's Kwangi. LeBron James is Kwangi. Yeah, yeah. Remember the Michi? song? Yeah. And then Danny. De- oh, Danny DeVito's in that too. I don't remember what his character's name is though. Danny DeVito is. What is it? I gotta look it up. Dorgal. What are you talking about? Zendaya is Michi, the song. What is that? What are you saying? Oh my god. Zendaya is Michi. What does that even mean? Have you never seen Zendaya is Michi? Look it up after, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're not gonna it. get into it right now. <laughs> you mean small? Michi is the tritagonist of Smallfoot. Is that what you mean? Zendaya plays Michi in the movie Smallfoot. Oh, okay. We weren't talking about Smallfoot, though. No, I'm saying Zendaya is Michi and Lola Bunny. Like, she's in both those movies. Okay. And LeBron James is in Smallfoot, too. We're just saying there's connections to Space Jam. Do you remember when LeBron was in Trainwreck? Yeah, I remember you said he was a bad person then. He's not a bad... I don't know that he's a bad person. I Well, I used to not really like LeBron, but now he's on the Lakers, so I love LeBron. I've had a weird relationship with LeBron. Because I, I just I, I always root for the underdog and he was just was not the underdog for so long. But now he's a Laker, so I have to love him. I can actually like appreciate him now that he's on my team. But you guys don't care about sports. Yeah, what? I tuned out. I don't know what you're saying. Well at least I, I can actually appreciate like Michael Jordan and LeBron, you know. Every for... but but Michael Jordan is like he transcends basketball. Yeah, he was the first, you know, big star in the nba is kobe was was kobe better than lebron uh no it's debatable would this movie have been better with kobe oh yeah kobe it could definitely act kobe was like good at everything he really like took everything seriously he wouldn't do something unless he like thought he could do it well you know but the, the general consensus is that michael jordan is the consensus number one overall and Mike, uh, LeBron is generally considered two, like no lower than three, you know. And then Kobe is probably top ten, but definitely not two or three, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's sort of hard to judge because LeBron's career isn't over yet, you know. It's kind of weird that uh, there were no actual like interactions with the other basketball stars, like I in know. general. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck? Well, they yeah they just show up and said like, oh I scanned these people into my phone when I met them at summer camp, and it was just yeah because you, you mentioned with the first one those five guys that get their powers stolen they get like maybe ten minutes of screen time at least maybe more than that across like a couple different scenes. That's the best part of even the Larry movie. Bird. And this one yeah they just like I don't even know who. 
was getting scanned in. Like, I don't know their names. Because it's so fast. It's like, in the original, even if you don't know who they are, they become characters. So you yeah, get to know you, them as people. Where in you the also new one... see, you see their name on their jerseys, too, which is yeah. a big one in terms of actually being able to understand what's this person's name. Like, who the hell are they? In the new one, if you don't already know who they are, it's just meaningless to you. They could just be made up characters, right? Because they are made up. They just become those characters right away. Yeah, they become like a snake and a spider. and Well, it's because um, she's known as the White Mamba. They they tried to like they tried to make their character fit their like persona like Anthony Davis is the brow, and they made him like a bird or whatever because he has a unibrow, and then Clay Thompson is like birds have unibrows. I I don't that one doesn't really work, but Clay Thompson is a Splash Brother, so they made him like a water guy, right? Well, I guess his unibrow kind of looks like a bird, like wings, like a wingspan. Yeah, a wingspan. <laughs> That like, and then Dame Time, because Damian Lillard's catchphrase is Dame Time. So they made him like a Time Lord. Bronos. Thing. They made him a Crash Bandicoot character. Also, why... why <laughs> entropy. Why did he save Dame? Like, why didn't he just play his best player right away? That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't at all. <laughs> also, in the first movie, like... There's like no rules to that game. Like it's supposed to be a normal basketball game, but like the monsters are just com- committing fouls constantly, and th- they don't get called for it. <laughs> What's the, the benefit of like being made of water? Because you can like uh, pass through people and stuff. Oh yeah, didn't all the uh, all the monsters didn't they get like deleted at the end of this one? Like, aren't they just like dead? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, Anthony Davis is like, dead. It's like AI, though. They're not like the real people. Yeah, but like the the whole thing is like, oh, no, the stakes are high because if they lose this game, the Looney Tunes are going to get deleted. So it's like, okay, the Looney Tunes are going to be gone forever. And deletion is essentially death. And like, it's a bad. But but it doesn't make sense because we established that the Looney Tunes can't die. So, yes, if, if they get deleted, nothing would happen. But at the end, when they win... Like the four players that they made up for the goon squad, like they get deleted, like they die. Do they? I don't remember. I mean, they they don't game crashes. The game. Oh crashes, yeah. Like they go away, and it's like the last time the game crashed, it deleted his character forever. So like, did the did the goon squad get deleted forever? Yeah. Is that like they just got fucking murked and like nobody talks about it? Well, we're not supposed to care because they're the bad guys. Even though that they were programmed to be bad. Just but like, like the, the monsters in the first one, like they become good guys. I you know, know, exactly. They were just taken advantage of. That's sort of the, you know. But these guys, like they just get straight up deleted. They just disappear. Also, what's up with the stakes? Because like in the original movie, the stakes only apply to the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan, right? Like if they lose, the only people on the planet who that affects are the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. But in the new one, they're like, everything has to be about the end of the world. So now there are like millions of people whose lives are on the line, you know, for no yeah, reason. I, I, I hate I that kind hate of shit. This artificial, like we got to raise the stakes. Yeah. You know? exactly. We got to involve everybody. It's that Cape shit leaking in where it's like every movie has to be about the end of the world. You know, Yeah. our heroes yeah, have that. to, 
our heroes didn't really succeed unless they literally saved the entire planet. And it's like, isn't this a game, a silly movie about Looney Tunes (laughs) playing basketball? Like, why does it have to be this high stakes? stakes. Keep the stakes low and you'll end up caring more, you know? Because that's all you needed in the first one. It's like, okay, yeah, if they lose, they become slaves. Yeah, everyone's going to become slaves. That's it. But not like, oh, I'm also going to enslave the human race. I'm going to take over the world. Why would he want to take over the world? Why is he like evil so that why, is he male- why is he malevolent why because remember when lebron was like that's a bad idea that's the worst idea i've ever heard but why would an ai take it personally he because was like <laughs> i know he was like this is the worst idea since hitler tried to invade fucking stalingrad <laughs> sarah silverman oh she's in it for a minute yeah and steven yun yun I was expecting his character. I was expecting him to be Kumail Nanjani. He probably wasn't available though. That does seem like a role he would play, huh? Well, he's too buff. Oh yeah, <laughs> the buff-ass dude in the, in the meeting room. Also, he's on the, the Disney side now. Yeah, he's, he's evil. In the, he's in the the evil empire. The announcers, uh, they really didn't add much to the thing at all. I guess they were trying to make him characters, but they really didn't. Oh yeah, like Lil Rel Howery, who's normally funny, but he like he plays that character too much. Like he's just sort of oversaturated. He's played that same character in like five movies, and it was just yeah, it was just like I think they were going for like a dodgeball kind of thing. Because remember how the announcers kind of like stole the stole the scene in dodgeball? Like they were really funny. I think they were trying to go for that. Just because like LeBron's not funny, you know, it's like we gotta (laughs) stick in like a funny part. Yeah, but it, it it failed. <laughs> was not. It was just annoying. Like every time they cut to, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, oh no, we're all gonna die!" And Ernie's like, "Whoa, yeah, another great shot by Lola! Wow, that's not entertaining or funny at all." And it sucks because both those guys are really are actually funny. You know, after just, um, just... after Rush Hour, uh, then I watched uh, the Lego Batman movie. Oh, and that was. Uh, I fell asleep watching that, but that was still much better than Space Jam New Legacy. Uh, in Space Jam 1, uh, when there's a scene where Michael's watching TV, and they're on the TV they're talking about uh, the five players, like, what is going on? Like, is there bacteria in the air? Like, what? Like, what? Like, they don't want to play anymore because they're scared everyone's going to lose their their talent like there's something in the air going on yeah and while michael's watching tv he has mcdonald's and he's eating oh, yeah, like a burger yeah. yeah and then way knight comes in and is like come on you got a game to get ready for let's uh let's go and i'll we can get a big mac on the way no he says like two or three things at once that made it really obvious he's like come on i'll get you a coke and then we can stop and get a mcdonald's big mac he said, "Like, we, what, we like get a Big Mac, two all, all beef patties, yeah. <laughs> and a sesame seed bun, lettuce and tomato. Come on, Michael. Like the Wheaties and the uh, what do you call it? Nikes. That's the other thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as egregious as like an Adam Sandler kind of thing, where it's like part of the plot, like Dunkin' Donuts and Jack and Jill. You know, <laughs> Dunkachino. Dunkachino. Yeah, I'm sort of numb to product placement because of like the extremes of it. You know. Yeah." It's just expected at this point, but that was the the one that stuck out to me as obvious, like yeah. in the in the original. 
Or it's just like, why would MJ be eating like a fatty, like gross, disgusting burger before he has to go play and then go get another burger on the way to he his He has game. to carve up, dude. Mm. Yeah, but, in the second one, uh, when LeBron falls into the tune world, the, uh, there's a like Nike check on the ground. Like, yeah, yeah. he, he falls and it makes a crater in the shape of the Nike <laughs> symbol. That's, uh, just, that's just like so egregious, so unnecessary. And then, and then the obvious examples of you know all the other Warner Brothers get that get referenced. You know, you have all that shit, and then the end game, the uh, the basketball game, all the people in the crowd. It's just, just like Ready endless, Player One. It's even advertising. worse. Like this movie made me hate Ready Player One a little less because at least in Ready Player One, that stuff was mostly in the background. There was like one scene where they go into The Shining, but it was still mostly in the background. Where in this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, here's five scenes in a row of them going to Harry Potter World and The Matrix, whatever. Honestly, uh, if they embraced it more and like didn't focus on the Looney Tunes, it actually had like one or properties all over the place. That would have been uh, more enjoyable because then they're at least acknowledging, yeah, we have all this stuff and we're going to use it for fun instead of just being like you're just going to throw in the background just because do you remember when the iron giant fist bumps king kong no <laughs> and john Cheadle says king kong ain't got crap that... in me oh that was probably yeah. the worst reference yeah that was a real bad one is and that then a... king, and then king kong does a face and he's like oh huh? yeah that's is a training day a... a warner bros property i don't know i think that's i mean you can just quote random movies I don't know. Let's see. Is Training Day on HBO Max? Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That is a Warner Brothers property. We got to drop the, the reference to our R-rated adult Warner Brothers property. That came out 20 years ago. Well, they had Clockwork Orange in there. That's like the bar, you know. Oh, a movie about horrible rape. Like, that was egregious in Ready Player One, which is like a PG-13 movie. But this movie is PG. And they, they had Clockwork Orange in both. On HBO Max, it has a TV 14 for some reason. Oh, my God. that's Someone should fix that. That movie is like... That is legit one of the most unpleasant movies ever made. Like, you know, that's it's like... it's You're supposed to feel terrible. Like, that's not a, like a, a kid's movie. <laughs> you know, it's not like Pulp Fiction or something that a kid could get something out of it. Yeah, do you think some kid is going to be like, whoa, those guys in the background look cool. Who are they from? And then they <laughs> on the search, and then they watch A Clockwork Orange. Pennywise being front and center. Yeah. Oh, Pennywise looked god-awful. Oh, yeah, Pennywise. Like, why would Pennywise, even if he exists within the, the Warner Bros. universe or whatever... Like, why would Pennywise, as a as a as a being, as a character, be hanging out at this basketball game? Because he just For the got kids. They all just got teleported there, didn't they? I guess. Because he like controls the server verse. He wanted like more people to be watching, but he was already warped in people from the real world. Yeah. Why did he also need to warp in all the HBO characters? Because HBO Max, Gabagool. <laughs> Tony yeah. like throws him a thing of gabagool and it's like a power up. My mother. I'm surprised they didn't have a soprano scene to like promote to promote Many Saints you know, of Newark. Saints. Cuz like clearly they were trying to promote the new Matrix cuz that comes out 
in December. Yeah, man, I, I just feel bad for like the basketball players in this movie. They got shafted. They're just like they didn't get to be in the movie, really. I remember being excited. That was one of the things I was the most excited for about the movie is, oh, I wonder what five players they're going to pick, you know? They're just not even in it. <laughs> this movie just had a lot of... Uh, tried to make all these promises, and it just was didn't deliver on any of it. Like you said, the basketball players, and they're like, oh, Lola's going to be great. And then she's just exactly the same as she is in the in the first film when she's already been established in like the cartoon as like her own kind of character, Anderson can go more into it, but I've heard like she's well developed and become her own thing. in like the cartoon. Yeah. Like in the uh, Looney Tunes show, she's like really ditzy and everything like that. And it's kind of strange. They go back to the space jam thing where they, she's more like stern and like, Oh, girl power and everything like that. So it's really weird. Yeah. And they've clearly made like, leaps and bounds with her with her as a character and they just end up going back to the one-dimensional uh iteration of her from the original movie when like they're not even trying to keep continuity or at all or make it believable that this is a sequel like but why bother like trying to make lola the, the same as she was i don't know it makes no sense like i said this movie doesn't feel like it tried at all um I really tried to go in with an open mind, but even from the first scene, it's just terrible and completely tone deaf with with LeBron getting addicted to video games and his coach yelling at him, and it's just not an uplifting message at all to start your movie on, and it just goes on and on from that, and it just keeps getting worse and worse, and the yeah, technical tech technical speak and the video game speak is horrible, the dialogue is horrible. The villain is terrible. The references are egregious, like we've said. Uh, and it's almost two hours of just nonstop pain. It really didn't need to be two hours. Two fucking hours. So I think, uh, yeah, that's our that's our thoughts on Space Jam, Space Jam 2. Uh, don't see Space Jam 2. Uh, just listen to us instead. We're way more entertaining and uh that's actually true and only three quarters of the time too so you're actually saving time if you listen to us yeah um for all those people out there who you know they come to us they rely on us um for their movie going needs i think that's a lot of folks out there i think there's going to be four or five hundred million people uh coming in to see what we have to say about the new right. space jam the world is waiting on our review and here it is. Is this the first one we've done where it's a versus, but it's not a debate because we're all on the same side? <laughs> well, we try to avoid that, right? But there's there's no, like, who's going to play devil's advocate here? Yeah, no one's yeah. going to do that. I couldn't Don't even... Don't save this movie. Yeah, I, I like, I, I went into it with an open mind. I tried. Yeah, I couldn't even do a devil's advocate for this movie. I don't even know what I would say. Even as a joke, like yeah. it's not possible. But I think I think leaving it like rather than doing like this is better than this because and keeping it like as a discussion kind of works better. I think that's what we did last week and this week too. I think it it just flows a little bit better. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't even remember what we did last week. The the off-brand versus uh store oh. or like oh, yeah real brand 
Well, some things are going to be up for more more of a live. Yeah, some thing. people, some of them are going to be like you know very adamant about my side, but it's it's nice to have just a discussion, you know. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, thank you for so, listening. The real question is: You're in the Space Jam. <laughs> you you win the tournament, and you're celebrating. You save the day. Tomorrow, all the tunes are going home, <laughs> back to Toontown. But there's there's one last night in the real world before they go back. Lola Bunny wants to hang out with you, spend the night at your place before she goes back home. What do you What do you say? Wait, hold on. If you have sex in the serververse, does it count as real sex? Yeah, is it actually bestiality? If you in in like on Lola in the server verse, did anything happen to your body physically? Well, like your body doesn't even exist anymore. It gets turned into data, right? Yeah, you're like data. You're, yeah, you're no longer like physical. I just that's the thing too is like it's there's not like the tune world and like okay, I'm gonna go back to the tune world now. Like the idea of the server verse is just so boring and just so lazy of just like we're we've always been on this server we are on the server currently and we yeah. will remain on the server it makes no sense because the tunes are older than the server or computers <laughs> yeah bugs bunny didn't know what a fucking computer was for like 50 years i just don't want to cuck bugs bunny you know i think him and lola got they're not they're like on and off yeah that's yeah. true in, well, here's the thing. In the original, like she was obviously a love interest. Yeah. They kiss once or twice in it. But if that's not canon anymore, maybe she's single, you know? And maybe you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they kind of retconned that because I think that was kind of a criticism of the first movie. It's kind of sexist. It's like she exists just to be ogled, you know? They sort of went too far in the other direction with the new one. The Looney Tunes are like... She was hotter 2D or 3D? Because, like, Bugs Bunny's horny in the first one, but then in this one, they're all just, like, sexless, you know? What is, is Lola hotter 2D or 3D? Yeah. Um, uh, well, she's flat in the 2D, <laughs> but she has an ugly face in the 3D. It's the eternal so you debate. Gotta, you gotta choose. So it's kind of hard. You're kind of hard. Because on, uh, on one hand, you get tits, but... You get, like, you get furry tits. squirrel tits. Yeah, it'd be like rubbing your dick on a soft suede pillow. Ugh. See, the the fur wouldn't work for me. I have such like dry, sensitive skin. Well, it would be soft. What are you talking about? But it's like frictiony. Have you ever pe- touched a bunny before? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever even had sex with a bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening. Well, I mean, oh no, we're not done. We're not done. <laughs> She's going back to Toontown tomorrow. No, he's Have in. Nice we gotta re, we gotta redo the question because he's Rob's in the first now, because he got brought. Because I get, I assume everyone in the was brought to the serververse to watch the game. Okay. Anyone who has a phone. So you're leaving the serververse. If I'm in the serververse, <laughs> I'm hitting up Hermione. Uh, from which movie? The well, the latest one. So <laughs> she's of age, or uh. Yeah. Does that mean that like? The server verse Hermione exists, and then like the actual, it must right because they established that yeah we'll lo- we'll use your likeness in our movies. 
So they must have used uh, her likeness and scanned her in or whatever. And now there's two, like there's the real person and then there's the AI in the serververse. Does that mean LeBron could have made out with like a server version of himself? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Why Does that they, mean yeah, that they these ne- Looney Tunes aren't the real Looney Tunes? They're like the server copy. You know what That's I mean? That's a good question. You know, like maybe I the think- real Looney Tunes are underground still. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, I think I was gonna say that. Uh, I think yeah, they were probably iced, and then the copies are just the ones that are left. <laughs> they killed the originals. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have to pay them. Clear, they had contracts, and now it's like, well, we have the perfect copies. Just yeah. shoot bugs into it, murder them all. Th- that's all, folks. She's going back to tomorrow. That's all, folks. Toontown is the the Disney version. Toonville. What is it? Toon World. What if instead of the the Toon Squad, it was the Poon Squad? Lola, yeah. Lola wants to give you the Poon Squad. What do you do? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't mess around with theoreticals. <laughs> Hypotheticals. Yeah, I live in the now. I don't got time to fill my brain with that kind of stuff. It's Dame time. See, you guys, you guys don't even follow basketball. You're like, what the fuck is happening, right? Did you not yeah. know that what that was? No, no, I had no idea. I, I gave no thought to why they're these and these, like why they are these monsters or anything. Like I did, I did not care. <laughs> yeah, the first movie was a lot better at like, you know, ap- uh, appealing to people who don't know anything about basketball. You know, where yeah. this movie was clearly like, if you don't follow basketball, just fuck you. Yeah, it's almost it's almost too much about basketball, you know. They <laughs> not in a good way. Yeah, where's Charles Barkley? Like, why couldn't he? He works for Turner. Should have had Chuck and Shaq. They're funny. <laughs> Shaq trips. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. He, you've seen that. They clip? do mention they have uh, TNT. In yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. What does he say? He's like, you know who you know who I am, Bugs. He's like, we live in the center of the earth, but we still got TNT. Yeah, dude, when Shaq trips on that computer thing, that shit's so funny. <laughs> he should he should have tripped and it just turns the serververse off and everyone <laughs> is just back in the real world like, what the fuck happened? You know, I found out today that Shaq has a doctorate. Yeah. Like a real one. He's like, he loves school. He just kept going back to school. He got a doctorate. That's cool. Huh? That's cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, he He really doesn't bring it up. He's... He's very humble about it. He also, I read, he also went to like NYU for like a semester to study f- film and cinematography, like just for fun. <laughs> Can you imagine like being like Shaq as your classmate? <laughs> that would be awesome. Wonder what kind of student films he'd make. Yeah. What kind of like artsy indie shit? Uh, Space Jam, three. Let Shaq the general direct the next one. Yeah. I'm all for that. Oh, Anderson, how do you how do you feel about the general uh, auto insurance animated commercials? Uh, I mean, they're serviceable. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the more modern ones actually, the CG got better. So I'm like, okay, I mean, the commercials. <laughs> That's cool. Kind of, he's kind of an iconic character. Yeah. Design. <laughs> Think, uh, a Space Jam parody about. The Shaquille O'Neal general insurance 
universe. Icy hot. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're done. Uh, <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you for watching. Back to Toon World tomorrow. Good night. Taylor.